Welcome to the Transition Strategy. I am your host, Natalie Holloway, and this podcast is designed to help you learn about ways that you can plan your transition from defense. I talk to ex-serving members about their transitions. I talk to veteran-run organizations, but I'm also going to speak to experts in areas such as finance, psychology, business coaching, housing, and much, much more. I will also do some solo episodes where I bring all this information together for you to help you with learning how to plan your transition. So tune in and I really hope you enjoy today's episode. Alrighty everyone, so I have Holly here from Holly MD Kinesiology to talk to us all about what kinesiology is and how it could potentially help you all at this time of your transition or after transition or even before transition. So Holly, let's start off with potentially what is kinesiology for everyone so they can learn about it. Okay. Um, So first up, hello. Um, Hi. (laughs) Um, So kinesiology, it's it's like a natural health kind of modality, Um, super non-invasive. It's just where you use muscle testing, so which is called like muscle monitoring, where you use kind of the strength of a muscle to find exactly where the stress is in the body to be able to then kind of clear it so you just test and you can use any muscle commonly you just use the arm like the bicep or the one of the deltoid muscles and you just push on the muscle and it will kind of hold strong and then if there's like a weakness like the arm will kind of we call it an unlock you're like oh okay that's what the problem is and then kind of like that but it's super non-invasive really gentle just lay on a massage table, fully clothed on your back and just, yeah, relax, basically. That sounds awesome. Mm. That sounds relaxing. Yeah. And it sounds like it's really good for people who maybe potentially do have those more uh, physical injuries because it will be a gentle method for you to explore what's happening. Yeah, exactly. And, like, the technical terms is, like, you know, you use the muscle because it's connected to, like, the nervous system and the subconscious brain and you get the Mm biofeedback from the muscles that way. But it is, it's like, yeah, so good for such an array of things. It's really, it's really handy. Yeah. So what made you decide to study kinesiology in Um, the first place? That's a, how long we got? It's a bit of a ramble. (laughs) Um, All the time. All the time. So I was like thinking about this and lately I've been thinking about it a lot. And I think when I was younger, like I'm talking really young, I've always been intrigued by like the why, like the root cause of things Mm -hmm. and why, like. I remember being in kindergarten and wanting to do autopsies, being like, I want to cut open dead bodies to see where they died. And like my teachers were like calling my mom like she's five. So I've just always been (laughs) so intrigued by that why. And, you know, um, I think I was about 12. So it was like 1999. I started seeing a kinesiologist because I had a lot of sports injuries, like, and I'd see physios, I'd go to different doctors and things and just couldn't quite clear it and my mum took me to a kinesiologist and within one session like my hip was fixed I was back running playing soccer like doing all the things and I was like this man's a genius like thought he was magic like I was like who who is this guy what is he saw him on and off my whole life um and I always worked for like GPs and in like the administration in the western medical system and then I lived overseas for a few years came back and was like oh I'm just really not gelling with this just writing a script treating the symptom kind of thing anymore and I was like I can't 
work in this system anymore. I want to work for someone that is, I want to work for a kinesiologist. And then I was like, oh, hang on. I could be a kinesiologist. Like, and it was just like, I was like, oh my God, I could do this. Like, so yeah. And I was just like, yeah, let's do it. And so I just like jumped online, did a bunch of Googling, did like lots of research and yeah, found this college in Sydney that had the exact kind of course that I wanted. Like it was this mind, body medicine and holistic kinesiology. So it was like the mind and body connection and like how Mm -hmm. important that is, like how much our thoughts control our physical body. Like, and I was like, that's it. Mm -hmm. So moved to Sydney to study it. That is so awesome. Yeah. I I love that path and I love that as a kid. That's where it's all from. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, what a little tripper. And I remember like being super young and like making a little pendulum with like my dad's fishing line and the fishing like sinker and sitting out the back being like asking yeah. questions. I was probably like eight and hiding in the mango tree. Like, are there any spirits to answer my questions? <laughs> I love this. <laughs> But it, it's crazy how, as kids, that's where it can all, like, form what yeah. we do. Like, yeah, even for myself, talking to people was such a massive thing, yeah. which is probably where the therapy came from. Yeah. Like, talking, learning about people, helping people is what I've, yeah, always been drawn to. So Yeah, and, like, so it. empathetic as well. So it's like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so with that, with the kinesiology, because I know that that is where you ended up um, shaping your therapies, from my understanding as well, that you also incorporate the Chinese medicine side of things. So when did that come into play for yeah. you and what kind of drew you towards adding that into what you do? Well, just in that first course I did, a lot of it was Chinese medicine based. Like we learned all the meridians, we learned a lot of the ancient, I guess, philosophies about the Chinese medicine because and acupuncture and acupressure and things like that has been around since like thousands of BC, you know, like there's Mm -hmm. so much, it's such as ancient wisdom and actually like my heritage is Chinese. (laughs) Like I know you wouldn't think it, I look like a Viking, but so I think there's probably some innate calling there. And I just like blending, I studied a couple of different modalities and like the acupuncture, acupressure stuff and um, a neuro-linguistic kinesiology which is like um that nlp like neurolinguistic programming combining that but then i just find combining it all together you just get such a more holistic approach like you can open up those meridians like and stuff and then delve into the more emotional side of things that's so interesting Hmm. i wouldn't have even thought about that but like it's it makes sense when you explain it that way yeah because so many times like a lot of the times where people will come in with the symptom and be telling me like and i'll ask different questions in my head i'm mapping this path to do with like the chinese medicine elements and stuff like that like yeah it makes complete sense you're feeling like that you know like to me it makes sense in my little web of a brain yeah yeah I love how you map it out it's like when people come in to see me I'm like it's like um you know the whiteboard of all the things and like drawing lines and it's like oh that's why this little like ding 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 yeah (laughs) yeah but it sounds like that kind of happens in terms of trying to figure out what's happening within the person's body and why they're experiencing what they're experiencing and how to kind of um, I don't know, focus in on those points, yeah, I guess, in a way. exactly. Like, yeah. and just working with those meridians and stuff too, like to open up those pathways and help 
I guess it's all kind of about sedating or tonifying the system as well. And then, Mm -hmm. but in saying that, it's like, I can have this whole plan in my head and think that it's that. And it's like, I start muscle testing and it's completely different. You know, it's like, you know, I think we're going to work on this symptom and we're going to deal with the heat in the body or something. And the next thing, you know, I'm muscle testing and I'm like, oh no, we've got some childhood stuff here. This has got nothing to do with, you know, like, yeah. So, uh, and like it's interesting how like what we think initially is what's going on for us even as the individual is not potentially what is going on underneath the surface no that makes yeah no 100 percent. it's like yeah. your conscious brain can piece together all this stuff and that's just what i think is so good about kinesiology too because you just bypass the conscious brain you're going straight to that mm-hmm. subconscious and you're like oh you, you think it's these things and you can talk yourself into this loop, but really you get on a table and you start muscle testing and connecting with that subconscious brain and you're like, oh, it actually has nothing to do with these. The surface things are almost just like symptoms. Yeah, mm. I love that. Yeah. I, it is magic. <laughs> yes, yeah, because you're getting to that, like, that cause of it, you know, and then if you can clear the cause, it's going to then shift a whole lot of things. That whole trajectory of your life is just going to shift. Yeah, mm. definitely. I love, I love this. Um, Can you tell I do so, too? <laughs> yeah, 100%. So with um, kinesiology, it sounds like you, um, like there's a course that you do and stuff like that. Yeah. Like if people are looking for someone, is there specific things that people are looking for when looking at that? Or is it, can anyone be a kinesiologist? Yeah. Or is like, is there like specific training yeah. that people so need to do there's there's honestly i think this is off the top of my head there's at least probably like a hundred different types of kinesiology like courses mm-hmm. there's so many different ones you can do the really in-depth college ones you can do like applied mm-hmm. kinesiology like much more structural kind of stuff you do that neurolinguistic much more emotional people that go in the chemical side the nutrition side like so it's basically i think think it's probably you know you can just probably google kinesiologist near me type of thing and then start narrowing down what kind of gels with you you might see someone that does specialize in maybe the nutrition side of things and you're like you know what I think it might be my gut that's causing this let's go that way or if you you know maybe want to deal with the more structural side of things look at someone that's going for that but there's lots of different courses, lots of different training. We do have to be accredited and like with a registration Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So obviously definitely making sure they're legit is, you know. Important. Probably important, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like um, in terms of kinesiologists, like um, you all can have like varying off streams, I guess, in like areas that you focus in. Yeah, yeah. I guess you kind of like... You know, you study, everyone brings like their own life experience to different courses that they've studied. And then once you're in clinic, you've got all these little pearls of knowledge in your brain and then you just kind of create the session, what's comfortable for you as a practitioner and how that works. Like, yeah, you know, I thought <clears throat> I was going to mainly work structurally. Like mm-hmm. I was really intrigued in that, doing like the muscle releasing and like some spinal fixations, things like that. And yep. then now here I am, like, crying with my clients. <laughs> like, you know, I'm like, it's okay. Like, so I've gone completely the opposite way. <laughs> oh. I love it. And now, and then you know. I, 
I guess also um, in terms of like having those different modalities that they're that you're interested in, it kind of helps you um, tailor the service to the person as well. So if they do need some acupuncture, like acupressure or acupuncture type stuff, you've got those skills from that additional training that you did to help with those things. And I'm assuming it will be the same for other kinesiologists. They'll be able to draw upon other skill sets that they have to link into that session yeah to help hit the points that need to be hit yes yeah a hundred percent like it's just I guess so many different people pull together from different modalities and it is it's it's super handy yeah I think but in in saying that having the one qualification and being kinesiologist is like more than enough (laughs) yeah Mm. yeah yeah no a hundred percent it's just like in terms of um you know other modalities and stuff mm. like that as well like pts yes. who then also specialize in nutrition yeah like you can just be a pt but yeah. the nutrition just adds an extra extra little like, layer. yes 100 percent. it's so cool yeah. to be able to yeah. just link together everything 100 percent. so for yourself like what kind of conditions or um i don't know oh yeah uh, yeah conditions that yeah. you normally see in in clinic yeah. yeah so honestly like because I guess it's a beauty of kinesiology is you can treat I'm gonna say like anything <laughs> like anything mm-hmm. obviously I'm not obviously but lately I've been seeing a lot of like burnout you know we're living mm-hmm. in a very fast-paced society and especially mm-hmm. parents you know trying to keep up trying you know you're s- supposed to parent like you don't have a job but work like you don't have kids like it's I can't imagine that and so I'm seeing a lot of that kind of burnout and just completely stress related um do get a lot of physical stuff a lot of PTSD um people kind of yeah trying to shift that clearing the stress and stuff from those past traumas and how it's then impacted their life now which can Mm -hmm. then cause like more you know, intolerances, allergies, like all sorts of things. Like, you know, it's, um, yeah, pretty heavy. So I also do see a lot of physical things, but then mm-hmm. like physical pain, hip pain, back pain, shoulders. Yeah. Then also at the same time, it's like, you know, I've had a couple of people recently that are like, oh, I just can't find a job, uh, you know, and then yeah. do a session on them to like clear whatever this, maybe it's a limiting belief of their age or something and we like shift that and, mm-hmm two days later they're like oh yeah I got a job I'm like yeah of course you did like you know it's like so you can yeah yeah. I see it's such an array of things like a lot of I love working with kids like it just Mm -hmm. absolutely love working with little ones so that's really funny I see a lot of kids with like you know separation anxiety um Mm -hmm. dealing with change maybe there's a new sibling or a new teacher that they're not gelling with or picky fussy eaters kind of everything actually (laughs) That is awesome. (laughs) But I I guess also many people may not know that with kinesiology that there's all these other areas outside of just, um, you know, physical stuff that could potentially or the um, mental health side of things that could potentially be uh, beneficial to use kinesiology on. Yes. Because I wouldn't have known that. Like I wouldn't have thought that like in terms of, like it makes sense the mental blockages of things like um, limiting beliefs and stuff like that 
for looking for employment yeah. and all that kind of jazz. Yeah. From a psychology point of view, I can understand how I would assist somebody through therapy yeah. to work on the psychological mind shift change. But it's interesting to know within like the body, we can also shift it. Yeah. In that way as well. Yeah. It's so cool yeah. to release those blocks or, you know, people just kind of feeling stuck in certain areas of their life or mm-hmm. anxious about this or that. And sometimes you don't even realize though. Well, most of the time you don't realize, you don't realize there's this limiting belief. You just, I'm like, mm-hmm. no one's hiring me or. Yeah. Hmm. It's yeah. wild what the body holds on to. The body remembers everything. It would. It, everything. The stuff that comes up sometimes I'm like, you know, muscle testing. I'm like, um, at age eight, something to do with broccoli and your dad or you know and it's like oh my god <laughs> you know it's like yeah it's crazy that is so interesting that you can like pinpoint the ages yeah as well with when things have occurred yes yeah we work with a lot of lists like that's how we kind of can pick things up so for example like a list of foods a list of supplements list of emotions list of exercises like all sorts of things and then you just muscle test through and see what comes up because there might be a certain stress to a food or an emotion yeah yeah so with the list like is it things that you're asking the person as you're doing like the muscle tests and stuff like that or is it just you know what that list is and you're working through the body and you're figuring out yeah I just you're working through yeah I just look at the list and like will muscle test as I'm like on the body while I'm like looking at the list and I'll just go down the columns and I'll be like, Vegemite, what does Vegemite mean to you? And then they might be like, oh, I hate it. And I'm like, okay, why? Or, you know, like that was a really <laughs> random example, but yeah. 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 That's so interesting. Yeah. Like lists of different affirmations, yeah. limiting beliefs, things like that. And then I can just and then I just will be like, how old are you? I'm 40. And then I'll go, okay, 0 to 10, 10 to 20. Say 10 to 20 unlocks, 10, 11, 12, what happened at 12? They're the, like, in terms of the types of things that you see in clinic, mm-hmm. it's, um, you know, the physical, it's um, emotional type stuff. And then there's the other things like limiting beliefs and all that kind of jazz. Yeah. So when you are working with this, is there like, um, you know, a certain amount of sessions that you have somebody come in for or is it very like individual based as to what's coming in and do you know what I'm yeah no that's actually a really good question because a lot of people like kinesiology is definitely magic but a lot of people have this assumption that I'll have I'll just have one session and I'll be fixed you know yeah. and it's like I always think well you know would you go to the gym once and expect a six-pack like you know yeah. it depends Honestly, it depends what it is, how long you've been carrying it um, Mm -hmm. and how willing you are to let go of that. So I always definitely recommend at least commit to at least commit to like four sessions, you know, Mm -hmm. to kind of start chipping away at stuff, especially when it's super Mm -hmm. multi-layered and just, yeah, going like that, because sometimes though things can lift, especially like a physical symptom can lift in like the first session, Mm -hmm. but in saying that it, it is hard especially with people maybe with like diagnoses and stuff it's you know they've been told they're going to have this lifelong condition so deep down in their subconscious they're like well you know am I willing to believe that I don't have to live with this anymore yeah definitely 
the power of words is such a huge thing yes especially when it comes to physical type stuff like when um when I was working in that off rehab type space we had a lot of people who had sustained physical injuries and they're like well you know I can't return to work because I've got this back pain and it's like wait a minute there's lots of things that you can do yes yeah (laughs) that's a very big limiting belief about that um so I can understand how those types of thoughts can be really um like people grab a hold of it and go yep no that's my destiny now I can't move past it yeah they link link to that diagnosis or that symptom and of course like when you're told that from so many different maybe practitioners or something of course you're gonna there's a part of you that's gonna believe it yeah Mm. definitely that's just kind of empowering yeah Mm. well yeah you're doing that for like helping them feel that empowerment which is awesome um so when would like how do people know that they are um like do people get a sense of feeling of I've had enough sessions now and I'm ready to stop? Is that yeah. like how how do people – sorry. No, no, that's like yeah. – yeah. But like <laughs> in what way would somebody know that they have, um, you know, targeted what they're targeting? Yes, yeah. Or like what they're wanting to achieve from it? Well, I guess it depends kind of what exactly they're working on. Like, you know, maybe yep. – if it's uh, anxiety around driving, then all of a sudden they realize they're driving fine. They might be like, oh, I don't need to go back. Uh, but it's all yeah. also really good just to for a tune-up to keep yeah. coming in, like because more mm-hmm. stuff keeps coming up. And I, you know, I remember my teacher, one of my teachers years ago saying like, well, you still get your car service every six months. Like why are you mm-hmm. not looking after your body and your nervous system like that? Yeah. You know, it's not, you might clear whatever that, initial condition or symptoms were that you're working on but more and more stress is going to keep coming up in your life and it's definitely not a bad thing to keep regulating that nervous system and balancing the body yeah definitely Mm. I and I guess that's kind of similar to like um you know other like physiotherapy or chiropractic or remedial massage like Mm you may go initially a lot more frequently but yes. then slowly teeter out to having like monthly check-ins or yeah. even with, three months even or... with therapy with psychology you know you might yeah nut things out fortnightly for a bit and then be like you know what I think I'm down to six weeks check-in or mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah and then having and plus it's good right because when you do have those check-ins you have those moments to reflect and be like okay how am I going? Because sometimes you may be thinking that you're tracking all good and then you get, no. I'm assuming, on your table and it's like, oh, look at this thing that's now popped up for you. <laughs> like from that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you think you're cruising, but, or, you know, you don't realise that maybe something did take a bit more hold in your subconscious and you realise, like, you, consciously you thought you'd let it go, but secretly it's festering yeah. back there. Uh, and as you were saying, like, with that subconscious type part, like, they may not even be aware that it is festering back there. Like it may not be prominent at that point for them. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. You would see that in clinic a lot too. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, it's common. um, Obviously this isn't therapy podcast, but it's common that when I have people come in, they'll come in with certain things. And then when we start to unpick it, it like unravels a whole heap of like, you know, linkings to childhood or linkings yeah. to like this previous event that they're like, oh no, it was fine. But when you look into it, it's like, oh, maybe we weren't so 
Maybe it wasn't so fine. Um, so I guess in terms of with the sessions and how long treatment lasts, it's really, um, you know, up to what happens in the sessions, but then also if they're like, it's recommended to kind of do those maintenance type check-ins as yeah. well to make sure that everything is still going on. Going. Yeah. And I'll always send my clients home with some home support, you know, yeah. like it might be, and it's whatever comes up in that session too. Like that's, I never have to think, use my brain because I'm like, well, I'm just, your body's just telling me what you need for home support. It might be, you know, you need to, I don't know, dance more, be free, you know, like that actually yeah. comes up quite a bit. Like, um, things like that so that's going to help but some things like would definitely maybe with some food and sensitive intolerances or sensitivities or something like if that's cleared that's cleared you know it's not like okay in three months time that might come back like if you've cleared that root cause you should be good yeah oh that's Mm. interesting Mm. yeah see there's so many things that people could potentially (laughs) see a kinesiologist for I love it I love the breath of like potentials that could be treated with it yes yeah it's so good and I love you know like also cross-referring like knowing when to refer as well I might be like you know it's coming up this parasite and stuff why don't you go see a naturopath Mm -hmm. or you know you know I think you might need some more structural stuff go see a chiro go see a physio osteo like or I think you need more talk therapy here's a psychologist you know like (laughs) yeah I and I guess um it's interesting to know that um, you know, in terms of like parasites and stuff like that, that's also showing up in the body that you can then also identify. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. Hey? Muscle tests. Muscle tests. Yes. <laughs> it is magic. It yeah. is definitely magic. We're just tuning think... into your body. It's just, yeah. <laughs> I think um, that will be the title, The Magic of Kinesiology with Holly. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, but yeah, so in terms of um, what if people, like, is there things that um, are commonly said to you before people, um, you know, do kinesiology with you in terms of questions that they do ask or like that, ex- like the, um, you know, oh, wow, I didn't know that this was what it was going to be like, that we could potentially tell people who are listening so that they feel comfortable with linking in I'm putting you on the spot here yeah you are um (laughs) a lot of people would just honestly come in they look a bit like deer in the headlights be like I've got no idea what to expect and you can tell there's that bit of anxiety and it's like I always will talk through the session before I'll be like you know what we sit and we chat for a bit like we sit and we have like a mini little counseling thing we'll get you up on a table or muscle test find some things that come up then we'll have a little debrief at the end um Mm -hmm. But a lot of people are just like, you know, what what do I wear? Like, do mm-hmm. I have to take my clothes off? You know, like an acupuncture or whatever you have to like, or that, or yeah. do I lay on the bed? Do I? And so it's just like, just know that you're fully clothed, you're laying down, everything's like super gentle, super like respectful. Mm-hmm. And you're also, the beauty of it too is if you don't want to talk about it, you don't have to because your body's going to tell me anyway. So yeah. especially like, Uh, with trauma and stuff like that people don't want to sit there and retell their story like Mm -hmm. some people can come in and I have some clients we don't even talk I'm just like hey how you been yeah good straight on the table close your eyes and I just work and it's still just as effective you don't have to tell me anything like you know I might would just be like you know 
kind of how do you want to feel we kind of focus on that and then we work Mm -hmm. on trying to get your body to that and whatever the barriers are to get you to that goal is that's what's going to come up yeah yeah I love that I Mm. love that like in terms of because I'm sure that you're also aware of this through what you do that Mm -hmm. sometimes certain things that are happening for a person the person doesn't want to talk about it yet so I love that you can do that work without having to talk yeah giving them um that space for them to just yes not have to talk about it that's amazing yeah absolutely even like you know I have had clients come in and be like oh you know there was an incident and I really want to clear that and I'll be like okay sweet and I'll even sometimes for correction might be visualization (laughs) and I still don't know what I'm even guiding them about but I'll be like going back to that instance okay like and I'm holding certain points for them and letting that clear but in my head I've got no idea and they leave and that's it and I still have no idea what that incident was you know and I don't need to know it's so good that they're able to have that safe space to be able to do that in such a caring and it sounds like a real nurturing way in a in a sense like that real um safe space I guess yes a hundred percent and it's like you know, I'll always wrap my clients up in a blanket. You've got like nice oils on and stuff, turn the lights off and just kind of just really get you in that really nurtured, safe space. In saying that too, some people don't want that. Some people lay there with their eyes open, no blanket, no, because they don't, they're not safe in that mm-hmm. space yet. And that's also okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you can lay there with your eyes open and no music mm-hmm. on or. Yeah. Like it, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the ambience just, is. It's just that movement no. and that working through it and helping them yeah and just yeah meeting the client with yeah. where they're at so that's really good because no session looks the same yeah yeah so it sounds like if someone is having like hesitations to explore this because of those potential mm. like not wanting to talk yeah. about what's happened or um yeah. you know the safety type aspects of things like needing to be aware of what's happening that there's that place for them to be able to communicate that with their kinesiologist and be like hey I really would like to know what's happening please so tell me what's going to (laughs) happen yeah yeah I I can't deal with the music please turn yes turn it off (laughs) yeah I've got you know like it's I think it's also just about being that trauma informed and stuff and knowing you know, not everybody just wants to be touched and stuff too. And was like, hey, is it okay if I touch you here? And now I'm going to be going down to your ankles, like, you know, letting people know where you are. And some people don't even want to know what comes up either. They just finish the session like, thank you, see you later, where some people during a session will like bring up every single emotion that comes up because they feel better knowing. And it's just, yeah. I'm just like, just tell me I'm not going to be offended by anything. Like, And yeah. a decent person isn't either. You know, that it's like, it's about you. You're so. Yeah, yeah. When you're in that room, yeah. it's about the person, not about yep. the kinesiologist. It's about them no. and what they're experiencing and helping them through it, which is yeah, awesome. And I, yeah. I love um, the check-in points with the yes. client. I think that's really important. And if, I guess, if anyone's listening and they want to do kinesiology, and if that's something that's really important for them, don't be afraid to say that. Yes, please. Like, I just, yeah, will value that so much. If someone comes in, they're like, hey, I don't really want to talk today. Can I just jump up? I'm like, let's go for it. Do you want music? Do you not want music? Like, and, you know, sometimes something quite heavy might come up. It might be like a forgiveness exercise or something. 
Mm-hmm. And so I'll say to the client, hey, this could be pretty emotional. Do you want to do this today or do you want to go home, do it as home support? Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, no, nah, let's do it. Or no, nah, I don't feel comfortable. Like, yep, no dramas. Like, yeah, just move on. Like, yeah. I love it. I really hope that I can come up to the Gold Coast and <laughs> you can do a session on me. <laughs> I hope so too. Um, but if people are wanting to book in with you or are wanting to, um, you know, access you or even see some of the posts that you put up on Instagram because I saw that you have put up some bits and pieces on your stories last week you put up a picture was it a video was it a story or was it an Instagram post on muscle testing yeah a post it was a post yeah of actually doing the muscle testing on someone which was Mm -hmm. awesome and then yes you also have in there um you know the there was a tapping type thing was it yeah like different points that you can hold for certain to clear things with the like the meridians and the acupoints and stuff yeah yeah so you're definitely starting to show more of that which is awesome and I think people will really benefit from that in terms of if they can't come up to see you Mm, still learning things or learn about it and get more comfortable with what kinesiology is so where do they find you to do that so just on Instagram, I'm just hollymd.kinesiology. Same, I think, on Facebook. Um, haven't set up my website properly yet. Um, I'm not the biggest technology person, but I am. I need a couple of sessions on that, actually, I think, to clear that block. So, <laughs> But, yeah, I'm definitely going to start. So just jump on there on my Instagram and my Facebook. I do have my booking link as well. Oh, awesome. So you can jump on. Yeah, I work at two different clinic spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, so it depends on what's closer and that. I, I have actually even done some online sessions. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I can also, I probably should have said that maybe half an hour ago. <laughs> yeah. Can we talk a little bit more about that? How do you do online sessions? So with the online sessions, it's much more kind of energetic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously I'm not hands-on, so I'm not, but you can do like where you can surrogate in um, to a body. Like if I'm working on newborns and stuff a lot, yep. I'll kind of muscle test through the mum. Mm-hmm. Like cause you create that, I guess, energetic circuit. And so online, I'll kind of just do that, get you just to lay down, do your breathing, and I can still self-test. I muscle test on myself mm-hmm. for you and just kind of get in that zone and flow. And we can still do some visualizations and things like that. It's just not as obviously hands-on. Yeah. And I love the hands-on, but I know online is just super beneficial. That is so cool because I wouldn't have even thought because when I, like when we've been talking about it and when we um, have been, you know, like with what I have researched about kinesiology, for me, it just sounds like such a physical presence type um, modality, if that makes sense, because of the muscle testing and what muscle testing is. But that's so interesting to know that you can also do it online. So Mm. they can find you on Instagram and then you've got your booking system. And then if I'm correct, you work at Tweed Heads and is it Mermaid Mermaid Beach? Beach? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was, but then I was confusing you with something else as well. (laughs) You got it. Yeah. So I do, um, I'm in Mermaid on Saturdays Mm -hmm. and then down at Tweed on Thursdays, awesome. which is cool. Yeah. 
yeah. school love the you know after school hours and stuff like that like try to cater to people obviously outside of work and outside of school mm-hmm. yeah but yeah, yeah that's always awesome. there all right mm. well i will link your instagram in the show notes for everyone so that they can find you, you because appreciate it yeah they may be even some of the listeners that are in other locations could connect with you via online which would be yes <laughs> Alrighty, well, thank you so much, Holly. It's been great. No, to you. thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's okay. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you have enjoyed listening. If you are not already, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. I have linked the show notes in the description for you. If you would like to come on the podcast, jump into my DMs and let's have a chat. I love sharing your knowledge with others, but also chatting about your transitions. If you like this podcast, it really helps if you leave a review or share it with your friends and loved ones in the community. I look forward to chatting to you all next time, but until then, I hope you all have a wonderful day.